Hey, Smelly Bellies. Welcome to episode 12 of the Smelly Cast. We are so happy to be here. Now, this is just kind of a... This is... So I have to warn all of our listeners. This is not your your typical episode because we are recording this in advance so that we can still still release on schedule for our peeps but uh i will be out of town next week so by the time but if for anybody thinking about robbing me i will be in town by the time this drops (laughs) so yeah anyway so we're recording this, and uh, I'm kind of sad that we have to record in advance because ideally Phil would be coming on this trip with me, and we could have recorded right. in Disneyland. But I'm in film school, so I have lots of things I have to do, which is stupid. I but know. not a fan. It's yeah. okay. So I think we need some intro music. Let's do it. Okay. I've got this this bottle of soda pop just staring at me. <laughs> I've got one too. Okay, you you go first. Tell us what you're drinking. I've got another fro stop, but this one is a red birch beer. Oh wow, that sounds wonderful. Oh, we're gonna check it out. Ooh, I love I love birch beer. Oh, that smells good. Yeah, it smells like DP cheesesteak. <sighs> I miss that place, dude. It's still here. It's still waiting for you. I'm very very sad that I don't have it. You should open one. It's a great idea. Hmm. Well, how is it? Excellent. Excellent. Not as strong as the vanilla caramel creme brulee one that I had. This is much better. Good, good. Still strong. Got a very, very birchy aftertaste. Yeah. So good flavor. Good palate. So uh, I'm drinking an old red-eye root beer. Ooh. So, uh, it's been a while since I drank a root beer on, uh, have I done one? I don't even know. I love, Virgil's. Maybe I love, we that's right. Virgil's. I love me some root beer. And, uh, you know, they're all so different too. That's what's cool about root beer is like, there's so many different ways and different recipes that, um, that sounds so delicious. So, um, I've never had this before. It's made in Washington. And uh, they have a little little quote thing here, a little story. Legend has it there was a craggy old bull named, Be- named Red Eye. With a glint and a gnarly attitude, he could only be coaxed from his pen to do his daily duties when a brave soul would pop open a bottle of his favorite root beer, pour it in his tin bowl, then run like heck before being stomped. <clears throat> Red Eye preferred his root beer frosty cold. So I've got a bunch of ice here, and I'm going to make it frosty cold before i even partake of it but i would say Ooh, we've got some history of the birch beer oh give us some story a member of the root beer family birch beer may share some taste similarities but has unique flavor all of its own real birch sap is harvested from the birch tree and the oil is distilled for a wonderfully distinctive birch flavor we add real vanilla and other premium ingredients to make fro stop extra creamy red birch beer another treat that can't be beat Visit us at froststop.com. So uh, this root beer is okay. 
It doesn't have a lot of depth to it. The flavor is just kind of very, I don't know, light. Um, not not that I need it to be really deep, but I feel like like it just doesn't have enough. You know, there's so many other there's so many great root beers out there. Don't get me wrong, this is still refreshing, but it just feels kind of weak. Not uh, not a hearty root beer, I guess. Um, right. Okay. But uh, not bad. Not bad. Um, I probably won't buy it again, but good to know. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's okay. I'll still drink the whole thing. Like, right. a, like an animal. Like an animal. Cool. <sighs> well, well, I'm really glad that we have our beverages. I think we should just dive right into our favorite section. Let's do it. I got a little intro. Maybe. Oh, Universal. Nope. Just kidding. Facts. What is is this? Searchlight or Spotlight? Neither. It's Fox. Yes. 20th century. Gotcha. Nice. I would have probably gotten it wrong, too. Well, no. I knew it was Fox. Oh, I just was playing at the Universal. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, Making a joke-see. I've watched enough movies to know intros from production companies. It's not a roll. We got a a duality, a sequel series to discuss today. And pretty influential. Pretty influential. I think we should give some credit to the recommendation. Uh, This was recommended to us over the Twitter by our good friend Brock Westover. Yeah, Brock. So thank he's you, Brock. Fantasy, this, he's in my fantasy baseball league. He's the chairperson. Uh, nice. I I don't know if we would have uh, thought of doing this on our own. Nope. Um, Which makes me sad. I know we're losers. It makes me sad. We already knew that though. I mean, if you think about it, we're just two guys, different parts of the country, talking to ourselves. We really are. <laughs> we totally are. <laughs> So th- this is a Tron, a Tron comparison and review session. We're reviewing Tron, the, the 1982 Tron yes. versus the 2010 Tron Legacy, right? Yeah. Michael. So, okay. So it took me a, a long time to see Tron, the first one. I didn't even, uh, I probably didn't watch it until I knew that the second one, the second one, the remake was, was in production. Was the first time you watched it at my house or at mine and Peyton's house? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think I had watched it before that, but probably like fell asleep or something. And okay, growing up, my dad would watch Tron, and I didn't really? know what it was. All I remember was I have vivid images of that crappy white background with the late, the light bikes and like the straight yeah. lines and that crappy computer animation. And I just remember thinking oh, that must be a cool show because my dad likes it. <laughs> Well, Little did I know I was right. Well, and how we like I had no idea until I read into it how influential those graphics were. You know, they were like right. mind-blowing for yeah. the time, 1982. I mean, I wasn't even born yet. My parents weren't even married yet. Like they probably they maybe hadn't even met yet. I wasn't even a, a twinkle in my father's eye. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But I just remember him watching it, and it was probably like 20 years later that I actually finally saw it. Really? And I just remember like having this nostalgia from those brief memories of my 
dad watching it. So when I found out there was a new one coming out, I was pretty pumped. And yeah. then I watched it and I realized that it was really just showing off computer graphics and it's actually not that great of a movie, in my opinion. Not that great of a story. Right, story. From a movie perspective, it was huge. I mean, it was. I think it was one of the first films to actually use computer graphics yeah. for that extent. Uh, another cool fact, they actually um, shot it all in black and white. What? And colored it later. They colorized it? Yep. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. yep. That is a fun fact. Well, I wonder why. Like, do you think that they, because they were doing all the computer stuff anyway, that it wasn't that much extra work to colorize it? Or maybe it gave it, it more flexibility or what? There is a hidden Mickey I just found out. There's totally a hidden Mickey. Uh, is it intentional? In the solar sailor sequence, you'll see for a brief moment the silhouette of Mickey Mouse on the ground made to look like part of the terrain. I wonder if it's intentional or just coincidental. I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, I've really slacked on this one. I don't have a clip. Shoot. Okay, so here's another interesting. Although the film was an initial failure, the arcade video games based on it proved to be a tremendous hit and actually outgrossed the film. Wow. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, so at the time, computers could generate static images but could not automatically put them into motion. Thus, the co coordinates for each image, such as a light cycle, had to be entered for each individual frame. It took 600 coordinates to get four seconds of film. Oh, that sounds Each coordinates was entered into the computer by hand by the filmmakers. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Crazy. Well. Mm, nuts. So, yeah, so I, I mean, the first time that I probably really remember actually watching the whole the whole film all the way through was with you at your house with Peyton and um I, I remember us bo both just kind of being like okay I guess that that's that's cool <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't mind-blowing in any way um especially because you know the computer graphics are not anything special now and um the the story wasn't very good either. And there's a lot of just confusing moments too. Like where you're just kind of like, what? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. But, um, I would say it kind of prepped me for Tron legacy, which I liked a lot more. Definitely a lot more. What about you? I think I, I would agree. Um, it really helped me appreciate it from a, um, from a history perspective. And then when you see, there's so many tie-ins, that they put into the 2010 legacy. Totally. In the 1982, like the giant oversized door. And they mm -hmm. make this joke, like, that's a huge door. And then they make the same similar joke in the new one. Things like that were awesome. Uh, Flynn's Arcade. I mm -hmm. just really want to go live in Flynn's Arcade. And yeah. when the first time I went to Disneyland with you guys, they had the Tron Legacy, where the Mad Hatter stuff is. And yeah. they had a Flynn's Elec Arcade. Electronica. Electronica. And this giant laser light show. And yeah. Hot college co-eds dancing and skin-tight clothes. You know, mm -hmm. awesome for any twenty mid twenties something single dude. Heaven. Yeah. Well, okay. So before we get too far down that road, maybe we should give Tron uh, an initial rating. Okay, let's hear yours. So, Tron is okay. It's not one that I. I don't think I'll I'll watch it again for a long time. Right. Um, but I probably watched it twice. Since uh, since we first no once 
since we watched it. So I've watched it twice in the last like five years, right? Right. And that's probably that's enough. But um, I I want to give it a higher rating just because of the of the remake of Legacy. But I'm not going to. So I'm gonna tell, let me tell you a fact that might change your rating. Okay. And I'd heard this. I heard this rumored, but I uh, just verified it. The film was disqualified from receiving an Academy Award nomination for special effects because the Academy felt at the time that the use of computers was cheating. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It just got a whole star. So it was in one of the initial things that was like, oh, you can make movies with computers. Wow. Wow. So I'd heard that rumor. It just verified it. So Very interesting. Well, the, I, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Is that your extra star is the three? Mm, they, it got an extra half because of that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm giving this uh, I'm a three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I give it a three. Nice. It's, it's good. Not as good as... I, I think this is one of the rare occasions that the sequel was better. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's so... 30 years later, right? So yeah, so naturally. Yeah, it's it's going to be better no matter so, what. Right. Um okay, so I do I found a little clip and uh I'm not sure if it'll work and I don't have no clue what it is, but we're going to listen to it. <laughs> okay. So it's a, it's a gamble. Exciting. I promised you that if I ever got any information about your dad, I'd tell you first. I got a page from your dad's office. Where am I? Your father was the creator of this world. Where do I find him? Stay alive, and he'll find you. Tron Legacy. Oh, I love it. That was a good clip. YouTube did me well. You love it? I love Tron Legacy. I really you, do. You, it is one of my favorite movies. Just hands down, one of the best movies in my mind. Really? Yeah, it's got everything that I love. It's got it's got an emotional connection. It's very stylistic, which we'll talk about the director. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, great soundtrack. Great, yeah. One of the greatest soundtracks, especially if I just need to get stuff done. I can put that in, and Adagio for Tron comes on, and I'm just like, want to cry a little. No, I'm da- just kidding. I Daft Punk did you, did you well? Daft Punk did me well. It was my first real introduction to Daft Punk. Well, you know, I got to say Jeff Bridges was fantastic Bridges. as well. And I loved and the tie-in, you know, with the old one was, was fantastic with him. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I mean, Jeff Bridges is Jeff Bridges, though. Like, how can you not love the dude, right? You're really messing with my whole Zen thing, man. <laughs> yeah, so, um, very good. But speaking of Jeff Bridges, how about him being the giver? <sighs> It's gonna be weird. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be good though. He's gonna be good. Yeah, anyway, be so Tron Legacy. I I agree with you. I think I feel like the soundtrack was fantastic. Very stylized. The story was okay for me. And um, but I didn't I didn't get that emotional connection. Like I didn't ever feel moved by the film. And so because of that, my rating is not is probably not as high as yours. Okay. I, I loved it. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Tell I me why. It. I loved the, the costuming was incredible. There, it's true. The effects were great. I mean, that's Clue, true. 
the yeah. digitized younger version of, so good. of Jeff Bridges. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight sequences. Yeah. I mean, even down to the use, like one of my favorite lines is when Jem, uh, not Jem, uh, what's his name? Zeus? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. When he's like in his bar and he goes, libations for everybody. Libations is both not only a pro- programming term, but it's also a another term for beverages. So, like, even down to the use of dialogue, they really got into this, like, you know, punk alternative computer hacker world. Yeah. I I mean, it was incredible. Uh, Also, Olivia Wilde. Can't go wrong. Yeah, she's good. Smoking hot. She's good. She's great. She's got the eyes. Alex from the OC. But one of the things that really impressed me about it is actually the director, uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. And he, what's he what's he been doing? Tron and Oblivion are probably are the two. Oh yeah, yeah, Oblivion. Yeah, talk about plot he was an ar- he was an architect. Okay. He was an architect originally, and so he basically brings that into his films and set design, and that's why all of his films are just beautiful. Very, very and much so. Beautiful. And Oblivion's the same way. Like it's yeah. very stylized, and I can definitely see the resemblance and. Uh, but I would say that the stories, as far as depth for me, are about equal on Oblivion and Tron. Like, you I think just, so? Yeah, I just didn't really feel emotionally moved by it. You didn't You didn't like the father-son, the abandoned son trying to reclaim his father? I felt, I felt like it was a little forced. I didn't feel like it was like, I don't know. And maybe I was just skeptical because we had we had just watched, we had just watched the, the old one. Right. And so... If anything, that lowered my standards. But at the same time, I want to say that maybe it kind of made me expect it to be that much better. Better. Right. And, and uh, I mean, but the thing is, everything that you've listed off is so true. It it really was a good, possibly great film. But I just, I didn't feel moved by it like you did. I wonder if it's because for you it was, I mean, for me it was the connection to the other film. And I love seeing the tie-ins to the past and I love seeing... Yeah. that whole aspect but I wonder if, if it was hard because it's you're dealing with a digitized world not anything realistic per se maybe maybe yeah. I mean there were a lot of a lot of different I don't know I really liked the the world that they created and it does stand out and I would say it's very unique you know there's not I wouldn't say that there's been another film like Tron since or like Tron Legacy since it came out yeah until, you know, the sequel, of course. For Tron Legacy? Yeah. Yeah. Which is announced, but... I'm, I know, I don't no, have any other no, details. No dates. But, yeah, um, okay, so I'm going to give my rating here. Okay, let's hear it. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth, but I'm, based on our conversation, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to give Tron Legacy a 4 out of 5. Oh, yeah. You uh, actually, so the average on IMDb is a 6.8 out of 10. Hmm. So pretty close to a 4. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty close to a 3.5, actually. So, yeah, for me, I give this a 4.5. It's not a perfect film by any means, but it's definitely a film that I can sit down and watch anytime I want and still be entertained. So there's a, there's a question. Yeah. What would it have taken for it to get that extra, that ex, that full five stars? Ooh. For for you for you because because you were you we talked about everything that you loved you know and right. and I agree with you it, all of those things that we listed off are exceptional 
So what what did it lack? I feel like they spent a little bit too much time. I think it was another situation where they spent tons of time pushing the visual effects. So a lot of the scenes, like the last fight scene where they're in those planes and they're fighting and then Tron like sacrifices himself. Mm -hmm. Like he finally turns and sacrifices himself. Um, I think that had they spent a little bit more time focusing on the actual Tron character Mm -hmm. and dealt more with that, I feel like he turned a little too quick. Okay. Um, There wasn't like the motivation for him. I didn't really buy that. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me. Had they spent more time on Tron and this Tron character. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's interesting because Jeff Bridges is the main character, but he's not Tron. Right, right. Tron is his friend. It's based Mm -hmm. off of his other other friend. And, um, yeah, so even in that situation where the the person the movie is named after isn't the the protagonist, they should have focused more on that character. Right, right. He should have been a, a bigger influence. Well, and I mean, you gave it a four point five. I mean, it's that says so much. Yeah, it's a I mean, great it, movie. It for came me. that. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not a it's not it's that not, it's point five. Right, it's not a dark away night from perfection. It's, it's that it's four point five, like nearly perfect. Right. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see more focus on Tron. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I mean, we'll see what the sequel is. I mean, it'll be interesting to see kind of the rumors and as that kind of evolves and starts yeah. going. So. Sure. Um, well, cool. There's our movie section. But yeah. uh, speaking of rumors, did you hear that? Uh, have you seen the pictures of the Star Wars uh, sets being no. like rolled into Abu Dhabi or like some <laughs> no. some set that wherever they're recording? So yeah, they've got like some doors and things that that people have like t- taken pictures of. I'll see if I can post it in the show notes. I don't know how thorough these show notes will be this time, but I will do my best. Yeah, yeah I'd be happy but, to check yeah, it out. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I do have real fast a few plots points on Tron 3. Oh, We're really? on the story right now. Only we get a script. Once we get a script we're all really happy with, we'll take it to the powers at B and see if we can go back to the grid. I think we'll pick up with where Tron Legacy left off with Korra, Olivia Wilde, in the real world, and what does that mean and the possibilities it opens for the next chapter. So relationship between the two of them, that's the next step. Wow. That could be... That could be interesting. Yeah, and then they could tie in with, because it, I mean, even down to like the kid, the kid who, if you remember them sitting in the scene where they're they're at the, the table and he's like, it's online, it's free, telling me it was a giveaway. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's Dillinger, and that's in the first one. His dad took over the company. Mm-hmm. Right, so he was the one that stole the idea for the games or whatever, if I remember the plot correctly. So it it would probably focus a lot more on him trying to take advantage of Korra, this ISO who's in the real world. Right. So well, I think you've got a lot of cool opportunity there. Do you think they can sell it? I mean, I'm looking at these numbers here. So the budget was $170 million estimated. Budget. Huge. Yeah, right? it's, it's huge. And it grossed 172 But was that just domestic? Uh, yes. So what was it foreign? Uh, Let me do. UK a... was, you know, one point one point nine million, uh, box office. Box office mojo. No, just box office on IMDb. Okay, box office mojo is the site you want to look at for so, anyone who's looking for these numbers. Says so you. Okay, it did. One hundred seventy-two is correct. 
but let's see what it did. It's lifetime gross. And oh, this site is so ugly. 400 million worldwide. What? Yep. It did 172 domestic and 228 million world in foreign. Wow. Not including DVD and Blu-ray sales. So yeah. Phil, I can't even look at this website. Boxofficemojo.com is so ugly. But it's a great site. They should be ashamed of themselves. They do awesome comparisons, too, so they'll let you compare, like, one movie to another. So ugly. Yeah, they'll totally pick pick up a third one for this. I mean, they they totally made their money back. Yeah. Profitable movie. Not to mention all the the awesome, like... um, Awesome, like merchandise and clothing and stuff they sold. Yeah, let's let's take a look at Tron real fast. Oh um, yeah, well, wasn't production that... budget seventeen million, domestic it grossed thirty three million. Really? Wow! So it did pretty. It did okay too. Yeah, it, it probably broke even in terms of like box office. They probably Marketing made their money back and, and Tron yeah. on the other stuff. But then the video games did more than thirty three million in sales. Wow! Crazy. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. Well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's, what, what's up next? I mean, we have a couple questions. We, we have a little bit of time. Even though this is a short episode, we still Let, I mean, let's we could make some, it an actual full episode. Let's, let's dive into some of these questions and just see where we get. Okay. I think it's good. I think uh, our best question came from Todd Altum. Oh, was yeah. T. Altum? I can't remember. What was his, his Twitter handle? Was Waffle Lover? Is that what it was? It was for a little while, yeah. <laughs> T. Altum now? I love waffles. Yeah, so good. Be, oh, these waffles. Uh, do you have it up there? Do you want to read it, or uh, or I can? Do you have it up? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, at P Hudson at Smellycast, you and at Mule Hall seem to watch a lot of movies. In your opinions, what is the best movie of 2014 so far? Captain America. I agree. Yep. Captain I agree. America. I think so far this year, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is the best film. Yep. Um, no. So when he asked this question, I spent some time thinking about it, but then I also started thinking about what we have to come. I mean, this year is not even half over and we're just barely starting to get into these summer months where they have, you know, we have these big box office hits that are going to be coming out. And so there are some, some movies that I am looking forward to this year and, uh, I have a list here. So, uh, <clears throat> and maybe I can just go through the list and we can just ooh and ah at each one as I read them. Okay. Let's do it. Now, the first one, though, is, has already come out. I have not seen it. It's on my list, but it's highly, highly reviewed, and, uh, and I really want to see it. And that's Wes Anderson's new movie, The Grand Budapest Hotel. It's showing in one theater out here, and I want to try to make it out to see it. Because yeah. It looks, it looks great. So many cameos. Yeah, yeah. So many cameos. Well, and the thing is, is I, ha- I have to see it before it leaves theaters, because I think it's going to be awesome to see in theaters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty high on my list, and I honestly think that that might be a contender for a movie that I might like. You know, if I had seen that, also maybe I would like that more than Captain right. America. But everything else, I think I've seen, and I don't really. I think that Captain America's got him beat. Um, so we've got X Men: Days of Future Past. I'm so excited up. for that! It's it's gonna be fantastic. So excited! Like it really, it's just going to be. Right. How can it? How can it not be? Right. So I'm really excited for that one. That could be a contender. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Looks, it's growing on me. John it's, C. Riley's in it, which is a huge plus. Totally, 
I think it's totally going to be a contender. Might not beat out Captain America, but I think it might come close. I think it'll be an interesting one. I think it'll be kind of like the first Captain America, which was more comic booky. Mm-hmm. This one I think is going to be more comedic than anything. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see how they do yeah. that with a comic book film. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. No matter what, it'll be fun, right? Yeah. It'll be funny too. Uh, so then in the in the winter we've got uh, the Hobbit there and back again. Yeah. Which you know where the le- where the last one left off, this next one is it's gonna be good. I it better be. It's gonna be some insane fights. It's gonna be like uh, two towers and Return of the King, where it's just yeah. war the whole yeah. time. And it's gonna be great. I'm really really excited for that. Uh, we've also got the Amazing Spider Man two. Very excited about this. I'm kind of excited. Not super excited yet, but I will definitely be seeing it. Um, How to Train Your Dragon two. I've been excited about this since I saw the first one. And it is fantastic and hilarious. And uh, I'm very excited for this sequel. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Another one of my guilty pleasure movies is The Hunger Games. We've got Mockingjay Part 1 coming out this year. Still very sad about Philip Seymour Hoffman, though. Yes. I don't know what they're going to do. It's not going to be the same. I feel like it's already, like, dropped it. Well, because they have to have his character. That's the thing. It's huge. (sighs) Sucks. Yep. Damn. Philip. And uh, the last one is Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> so excited for that. So, so excited. I mean, it'll be stupid. It'll be dumb. But uh, Can't wait. Just and can't and wait. it definitely won't, won't be I even the loved, best movie of the year, but I'm excited for it. I even loved the other one, Dumb and Dumber-er. <laughs> See, I had never even saw it. There's some of the funniest things, the funniest lines I've ever seen in that movie. Huh. Granted, when I watched it, it was like 2004, and I was 18. So I don't know if 10 years later I would appreciate it as much. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for all of those. Those sound great. Oh, yeah. Transformers is coming out. Oh, I'm, yeah, Transformers, I'm, which I will I'll still go see. I'll only see it because of Old, Wal- Old Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. Yeah. Speaking of, have you, have you, you been a following the... Are you a cop? <laughs> have you been following the whole Shia LaBeouf thing? No, so he's on his way out. Apparently, people are like hating on him a lot. Well, he's like he's like lost his mind and like says he's like at at one of uh, his either like a film premiere or something. Like he had to go. Like I think contractually he had to go and show up. So he showed up with a bag over his head and like a paper bag and eyes cut out and it said "I am not famous anymore" like in permanent marker on the bag. Whoa. Like so, just some crazy stuff. Like he's, I think he's just sick of the paparazzi bugging he's him. Gotta, he's got to be. He was like, well, yeah. But dude's dude's lost his mind. Feel kind of bad for him. I like but, Shia too. That makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it will at least rule him out of being in any other Indiana Jones movies. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's not a good thing because I just want more Indiana Jones. I don't care what That's it's about. That's true. That's true. Like Star Wars, some Indiana Jones is better, better than, than no, no Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. We need to do a live action young Indiana Jones again. Oh, yeah. I'd go for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited for those. Those should be a day. I think Days of Future Past is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. It's going to be great. Out of that whole list. And it's like, it's like a week away. <sighs> Can't wait. Yeah. I just got giddy. Well, do we have anything else to talk about or is that um, it? Um... I think that's it. I think that is it. All right. Well, uh, Michael, have fun in Disneyland. I by really by the sad. time everybody's listening to this, you know, Disneyland was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. 
So right. yeah, let's get a little clap here. And, uh, and we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Summit Green Manufacturing. Oh, yeah. It's tankless.com, point of use water heaters. Uh, check them out. They're amazing, amazing system, super small. Save you tons of uh, money and energy and even your water bill. Uh, Smelly Belly is a checkout. Save you 5%. Chicka boom. And we don't have outro music, so we just get a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Love it. That should be it every time. <laughs> Bye, smelly bellies. See ya.